Hello awesome people, I hope you're having an awesome day. As you've probably seen from the title, we'll be talking about panic in school or panic and anxiety attacks in school. Just as a little side note, the title is based on the band uh, Panic at the Disco. And in, just in case you haven't noticed, I, I just personally found it really funny. But if you don't, I don't blame you because my humor has been broken since I came out of my mom's womb. Okay. Okay, so first of all, I'll share something personal as usual that's related to this topic. So I think my first panic attack in school was in year eight. Throughout year eight, I had many small episodes by myself, usually doing breaks and lunch. But I'm in year nine now, and I'm still not quite sure why it seemed to happen so often at that time and during those breaks and lunches. So during those few months, I had quite a lot of bad coping techniques like violence and self-injury and all that. But it was so it was very dangerous for me during those few months when I have been really upset and quite in a quite deep depression and feeling fairly down most of the time. So during those few months, I have always acted out on urges and attempted a few times. So on that day where I felt really panicky during a lesson, it was really, really a nerve-wracking experience for me. And that day was right after lunch and it was during a science lesson. So I wasn't I just wasn't feeling that well. So I don't know if that has to do with any of this, but I think it has a little bit. So because it was during science, so we we're in like a lab, we weren't doing any practicals or any of that, but I was, I think we were doing some like worksheets or something. It wasn't that busy, but it might be because of the environment that's triggered my anxiety. So I did tell my teacher and that was really an in the moment kind of thing. It just popped in my mind through all of the emotions and I just did it. I went with it. So I usually wouldn't talk to an adult because it scares me, but I really wanted to leave the classroom at that moment and I knew I couldn't leave without telling an adult. So I couldn't leave without telling an adult. So I just did that. I went to the bathroom and then I managed to calm myself down even if it had a little bit of self-injury involved but that day was really really an eye-opener for me so I have had like a lot of episodes prior to that specific one but I always thought it would never happen outside of my home or at least not in public like I would just have it privately in the bathroom or something but that that situation really caught me off guard so I'm really grateful for the adults and for everyone helping me out through the experience and everyone's like really understanding and I'm still really grateful for all of that because I know it could have ended a lot worse okay so the symptoms of a panic attack usually Personally, for me, it would be hot flashes, dizziness, and the racing heartbeat with a shortness of breath. So, hot flashes are like sudden feeling of warmth like around your face and around your neck and chest. It's quite common as is racing heartbeat and the shortness of breath are all really, really common symptoms. But 
the um dizziness it happens to some people and not all so it really depends um usually i f- feel very like loud and quite faint and i sweat a lot during one uh, one of those uh episodes so during those episodes like i just get really fidgety and it's really not that common i realized it's just a feeling where i really have to move around so i would start like rocking my chair and standing and walking around so it's really not that easy if i'm in like a classroom or like when everyone's sitting down and everyone's would everyone would be like watching me if i start walking around okay so i have listed around four solutions in my notebook and I have no idea why, but the four solutions formed an acronym, coincidentally, which spells TRAP, T-R-A-P, TRAP. And before I list them out, this list is not in uh, an order of like significance or importance or anything. It's just in a random order. So the first way to cope with, cope with a panic attack in school, it would be to talk in, to talk to an adult. It's, it's very important to talk to an adult to help you but i understand that some schools don't have like, all the facilities and all the people there and people might not be the nicest around this kind of problem and they might not like want to help you so it really depends on the situation but i absolutely recommend talking to an adult or someone that can help you and especially someone you trust and the second point would be because I realize many people who have had anxiety and panic attacks have history of depression or some kind of self-injury disorder or something like that. So usually for me, I would remove any harmful objects or like sharp objects, especially any objects that might make the situation worse or trigger your anxiety even more. So... Yeah, just try and get rid of everything you don't like, which might harm you or just objects that trigger your anxiety. So the third method is one of the most important ones, in my opinion, and that's just to avoid any busy and loud areas. When it does happen, when when you do have a panic attack, I hope that you're in a school that you know well and it isn't a new environment for you, like you aren't a new student. I It's a little harder if you're a new student in a new school, but if it's a new environment for you um, before uh, anything, maybe next time, just when you go to school, I hope that you could take the time to look around and find a space or like a quiet space you like. It's really, really useful to avoid any busy and loud areas because it's a big trigger for a lot of people with anxiety. So I would, I would always recommend going to a calm and really quiet area. And the last method would be to hold a packet. I call it my happy packet because it does make me happy and it's a series of songs, writing, recordings, photos, toys and games or whatever that makes you happy. That calms you down. Personally, I love toys, and if you love your toys, don't feel ashamed to bring them with you. I know many people think that toys are like for kids or for five-year-olds, and that teenagers are too old for like t- toys and like stuffed toys. But I, 
really it's not do whatever it takes for you to ground yourself in the present and um for me i also like to add puzzles because i love crosswords and sudokus so i love keeping a booklet of those with me i would suggest keeping it with you like wherever you go in your bag or in your backpack or in your pocket even in your pocket if it does fit so whenever you get anxious or a bit panicky just take it out go through it and read through it and do whatever you want with it so personally acronyms aren't really my thing but some people remember things better with it so um as like recap t is for talking to an adult r is for removing harmful objects and um a is for avoiding loud areas and p is for the packet so um if it helps i hope that helps you because for me those are the four most important methods that i find really useful okay so one thing i would like to talk specifically about is what happens after getting help and all that so if it's your first time it could be really really nerve-wracking so um one of the tips i've got is to just put yourself in the present and not worry too much about the future and what happened in the past and to instead just feel every part of your body and to just sit and calm yourself and even put your feet down on the floor like push your feet down on the floor sometimes you might feel better after and i would also suggest if it's possible to do some um self-talk it's it might be a little weird but if you're alone or if you feel comfortable go to the bathroom or like find a mirror and if you don't have a mirror even your phone is fine it'd just be a lot nicer to look at yourself because it's called self-talk so talk to yourself give yourself some motivation and to just motivate yourself and make yourself happier so if you end up seeing like a school counselor or like a nurse or something they would most likely tell your parents but it really depends on your school and the policies i personal personally told the nurses not to tell my parents because i was really afraid about like their reaction and all that but they the nurses still did and they called my parents while they were working and while i was in i was in school and for me that was a bit scary because i didn't know how my mom would react to it but turns out my mom was okay with it and she was fine and totally cool with it so it wasn't really a big deal and in terms of professional help, you might find yourself with like a clinical psychologist or psychiatrist or a therapist or something like that. It might be quite a challenge at first, but it really did help me out. I, For me, I got to learn a lot more about myself, like coping mechanisms, learning to live with my anxiety, the depression, and I got diagnosed with bipolar. And that help and all that all the help and the diagnosis really cleared things up and it's it's just really nice for me to understand my behavior a little better and how everything makes sense now when I got that official diagnosis and when they told me what was really wrong with me and what they could do to help me improve it and to make me happier. So. If you have access to all that, I really hope that you can make use 
of it and also get the help you deserve so i hope that helps um thank you for listening and i hope you listen to my other episodes and i hope you have an awesome day bye